0: Mount Sinai South Nassau in Oceanside is proud to be the only hospital on the south shore of Long Island rated high performing in maternity care by U.S. News and World Report. That means mothers who delivered at Mount Sinai South Nassau had fewer early deliveries, fewer C-sections, and fewer newborn complications than other hospitals, with higher rates of breastfeeding and other positive outcomes. To learn more about why you should consider Mount Sinai South Nassau to give birth, visit southnassau.org maternity or call 877 south Welcome back into another episode of Believe in the ATP Tour. I am your host, Jacob Sersosimo, and today you're listening on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. What a show we got for you today. We're going to kind of break down the first week of Wimbledon. Was there some drama? All sorts of drama that went on. The quarterfinals are now set. There's three matches left to win if you want to win Wimbledon. If you're on the men's, if you're on the women's side, doesn't matter. We are getting down to crunch time The grass is turning to dirt, the rain has finally stopped for a little bit, and things are getting down in London right now. Let's get right into it. I want to start with talking about straight up the quarterfinals. Who's in the quarterfinals for the men's? Now, I'm going to get right into it, and there's storylines like in every one of these quarterfinal matches, and I know you can say that about a lot of places, but man, the... Exciting stuff! Getting to these quarterfinals. In the first quarterfinal, number one seed Novak Djokovic. He'll play Martin Fucsovich, and yeah, I'll get into this in a little bit. But Fucsovich, I'll get into how he plays an important role in his last match. He just won against Rublev. What kind of drama there was there. Uh, Karen Khachanov beat Sebastian Corda, and he'll play Denis Shapovalov, who the youngster from Canada is kind of finally breaking through, and we've been waiting for it for kind of a while now. Um, Matteo Berrettini, uh, the Italian, is going to play the other Canadian, Felix Ossier-Aliassime. Uh, Roger Federer, the fan favorite, is going to play Hubie Hercoc. So those are the four matches we have right now, and let's just start at the top with Novak Djokovic. Novak Djokovic has looked really, really good, other than he kind of looked a little slow in the first round against Draper. Draper won the first set and took him to uh, took him to four sets. But other than that, he went past Draper, he went past Anderson, he went past Kudla, he crushed Garin, and now he's playing Fuchovic, which I think helps him, because um played Rublev. And if you remember, one of the Masters 1000s, Fuchovic lost to Rublev and looked at him and goes, I hope I don't have to play you again this year. Well, that didn't last long, as they just played at Wimbledon, and... Futurovich got the best of Rublev. I really thought Rublev was going to cruise right into the quarterfinals here, but he didn't. Futurovich also beat Diego Schwartzman, um, and so, I mean, don't sleep on him this tournament because he's playing really, really, really well. In his first round match, he beat the number 19 seed, Yannick Sinner. So the way that Futurovich has gone through this tournament, very impressive, and he is going to be a dangerous guy for Djokovic in that quarterfinal. The next quarterfinal, Karen Khachanov, He's going to play Denis Shapovalov. Now Hachinov has, you know, not had a terribly hard road to the finals uh, or to the quarterfinals, excuse me. Played a qualifier, then he played a no-name, and then he played Francis Tiafo, who was playing really well, and beat Sitsipas. But I mean, you catch you catch him having to beat um Sitsipas and then having to beat Pospisil. and now he's got to beat Hachinov. Hachanov got the better of him. And then this was a match that I was hoping would go the other way, is Sebastian Korda. Lost to Hachinov in the round six, round of 16, 10 8 in the fifth set. Now, there are a bunch of breaks in that fifth set, a bunch, you know, back and forth match through and through, but Sebastian Corder played phenomenal in this tournament. And I was really hoping he would make the quarterfinals, but Hotchinov prevails. And now he's going to play Shapovalov, who just beat Batista Agut. Shapovalov also beat the much anticipated Andy Murray. Um, and then he got a walk from Odiher. So, he beat Cole Schreiber in five sets in the first round. But I think, honestly, a lot of these players, I think the first round, especially for well-known players, was tough. I don't know if it was the conditions or what it was, but all of, a lot of them had just, like, mediocre first rounds, and now they're kind of getting into a groove. And he, even Roger said that in a press conference. Now I'm starting to get into a rhythm, which could make him really dangerous, but I don't think he's the only one here starting to get into a really big wi- rhythm here in London at Wimbledon. But is going to play. Karen Hachinov, our last, or not our last quarterfinal. Matteo Berrettini, he's going to play Felix Ogier-Aliassin. Berrettini beat Ivashka. Um, Hasn't really beaten anybody other than that. Kind of walked his way into the quarterfinals. Berrettini is the seventh seed in this tournament. FAA has had quite the trip to the quarterfinals. FAA has had to beat... Some really good player. He had to beat Michael Yimer. And if you watch that match, Yimer took an absolute spill in the back. Um, FAA had to beat Nick Kyrgios after losing the first set. And then coming back in the second set, Kyrgios couldn't do anymore. I believe, don't quote me on this. I believe it was an abdominal issue he was having. So FAA advances. And then Sverev gets uh, beat by FAA, which I think was shocking to a lot of people. But... FAA beats him in five sets and moves on. So he's had to play some really, really tough matches. Not like how Matteo Berrettini has not really had to play that many tough matches. He's won in three sets. He won his first one in four sets and the rest have been in three sets. So it's interesting how Berrettini goes forward here because it didn't seem like his draw was that terribly hard. Um, Roger Federer and Hubie Hercotch. They are the last quarterfinal that, are, that is going to be happening. Fed had a scare in round one with Manarino. Ended up winning that one because Manarino had to quit playing because he slipped on the grass. Then he had a decent match against Cam Nori, Then he had a decent match against Lorenzo Sine- Sonigo. I think that's how you pronounce it. They were pronouncing it on TV like that. sonigo yesterday in three sets. And now he's got to play Hercotch. And I think this actually benefits Feder playing Hercoc because he almost had to play Daniil Medvedev. Hercoc just beat Daniil Medvedev in five sets, and the two-seed, Daniil Medvedev, is out. But Hercoc really hasn't beaten anybody besides that. He's beaten Giran. He's beaten Bublik, Bublik. He's beaten Lorenzo Musetti, but he's also the 14th seed. So a lot, a lot can happen in these quarterfinals. My prediction, making it into the semifinals, I think Federer is going to play FAA. I think Shapovalov is going to play Djokovic. That's my predictions. Moving into the semifinals of roland Garros. And after that, I think it's going to be Djokovic-Feder. And I have no idea. I I, I mean, the, the tennis fan in me says Fed's going to pull something out and be the GOAT like he always is. The other part of me is like, dude, be real. Djokovic is playing stupid good. I have... I have no idea. And for once, I can't really give you an answer. I wish I could give you an answer. But to be honest, literally anything could happen. Federer could lose to a no name like he almost did in the first round. This Futurevich is playing really well. He could even be Djokovic in the quarters. Well, I think do I think he will No, but a lot, a lot of tennis to be played and a lot can happen in that short amount of time over the next five days or so. All right, let's talk some storylines the first week of Wimbledon. First one, I'm going to start with some first-round matches that were a little uncomfortable for some people and actually ruined some people's tournaments, and that is the conditions at Wimbledon. Now, there's a huge uproar, especially after Manorino went down. Manorino slipped. He got hurt. And then right after that, the next match, Serena Williams tweaked or slipped or foot got stuck. I can't It's not really clear what she did, but I know she slipped a little bit. She retires, she's done. She's out of the tournament. Djokovic slips in his match. Federer comes out and says, "Yeah, it is slick out there. Like it is damp under the roof and it is you know, it can be hard to play in the first couple of rounds because of how damp um and you know, the moisture in the grass and in the air and it didn't help that the roof was closed. And so that was a big big problem early on in this tournament just because The ground wasn't dry yet, and Federer said that. He said, you know, it usually takes a couple rounds, and the ground gets dry, and then you can have better footing. But it almost seemed dangerous for a lot of these players. A lot of players slipped in the first couple rounds. And granted, it rained a lot. So it was, you know, it rained a lot in the first week. So the roof was closed a lot. Not only that, but it was humid out there. And all these contributing factors went into not the most ideal conditions. Now, Wimbledon said this... The conditions are at the same high standard that they usually have them at, and they check them very close, which I'm sure they do. And I'm going to be honest with you. I just don't think they were that safe of conditions to play tennis on. Now, it might be like, be like that every year. Who knows? But gosh, it, it looked dangerous out there. And the way that people were moving was not the normal way that professional tennis players move on a court. So I don't know what the case was. I wasn't there. I don't really... I've never played on grass, but it didn't look terribly safe, so I'm glad we're in the second round here, or not second round, the second week here, and we're gonna, you know, we have a lot drier conditions, a lot less matches on some of these outside courts, and I'm hoping these this grounds crew and this grass can dial it in, and we can actually get some real good, um, you know, matches on some good courts. Now, I think we have, over the last couple of days, had some good matches on some good grass courts, but man. It has been a challenge, and it, it, it's been scary to watch a few times because people have went down awkwardly. Nick Kyrgios went down awkwardly. Things like that that make you kind of hold your breath, and you're like, oh, God, I you know I don't want my best player getting hurt. Should they even be in this tournament? Should they get out of here? That brings me into my next topic, Nick Kyrgios. What a run the Australian had. I mean, the way that he played throughout this tournament, he, he looked legit. He looked good. And I thought, really, he was going to make some noise. And he did make a little noise. He just, unfortunately, got hurt. But the way that he beat, you know, Hugo Humbert in the first round, 9-7, in the, you know, in the fifth set, they had to come back play another day. And then he played doubles with uh, Venus Williams. And then he comes back, and he beats Magr. And then he comes back, and he played really well against Felix Ogier-Aliassime. Unfortunately, he had to back out of the tournament. But I remember him saying, like, you know, I'm not, I ain't coming to Wimbledon just to like play. Like, I'm gonna make some noise. And he did make some noise. Um, it is unbelievable that someone that's been away from the game for so long and chooses not to play a lot of these tournaments this year and last year can just come in and play this well on a completely foreign surface. It's not hardcore, it's not clay, it's grass. And not a lot of places have grass where you can practice and get used to it, but it's sheer talent, sheerly by talent. He comes into this tournament and plays really, really, really well. Um, I'm I'm very look very much looking forward to watching him play the rest of the year here, 2021. Another big storyline Taylor Fritz. He had surgery right before Roland Garros on his knee. And he comes back into this tournament. He wins his first round match in five sets, wins his second round match against Steve Johnson in five sets, and then goes to play Alexander Sferav and l- barely loses in four sets. I think he raised a lot of eyebrows this week. I think a lot of people are wondering, why are you back playing tennis, dude? You just had knee surgery. He didn't care, and nor should he. He he thought he felt good enough to play. Um, I mean, it was a microscopic knee surgery, I believe. I don't. It wasn't like a whole ACL, let's chop in there and get some things done. But nevertheless, he just had knee surgery. He was under the knife, and he was back at it at Wimbledon without playing any tune-up tournaments, and he played that well. Sheer athleticism, talent, hard work—everything goes into that—and he gave Sverev a hell of a run in that match. Now let's go to another American, another young American star. I think he's going to be a star, Sebastian Corda. Sebastian Corda played very, very well in this tournament, and he—I thought he had one of the highest ceilings that anybody in this tournament. That, he had. I mean, he played phenomenal the whole tournament. He beats uh Alex newer in the first round, all the way to the third round where he beats the crowd favorite, the number 1 Brit in Daniel Evans, and then he gets to Karen Khachanov and barely loses in a fifth set. Sebastian Korda I think raised a lot of eyebrows in this tournament and told a lot of people, "Hey, I'm here to stay, and I'm here to be the number one American. And I think he very well can be the number one American here in not too long. I'm not even sure who the number one American is right now. I'd have to guess it'd be maybe Isner or maybe even Fritz or another guy I'm going to talk about right now. Sebastian Corda, high ceiling. Francis Tiafo. Let's go, Big Foe. Big Foe ends up beating Sitsipas in the first round. Yeah, you heard that right. Sitsipas. Somehow, Francis Diafo comes out of the gates and comes flying. He beats Stefano Sitsipas, and then he goes on to beat Vaslik Pospisil, and then loses to Hachinoff. And Hachinoff, you know, now we know makes it into the quarterfinals. But Big Foe, man, what a large win on the biggest stage in this sport, ends up beating Sitsipas. And then to back it up in the next round and beat Pospisil, very impressive by the young American. A lot of good tennis being played by some of these young Americans, and I'm really liking what I'm seeing. Although there's no Americans left in the tournament, I am happy with what I saw. Now, probably one of the best feel-good stories that we're going to have in this tournament is going to be Andy Murray. Um, To see Andy Murray come back on center, center court, he beats... um. Bashlas Ville, who beat Roger Federer earlier this year, um not a bad player, number 24 in the world. He beats him in four sets, moved around really well. He was on center court there, and then he comes down and he beats Oscar Ott in four set, five sets, sorry, in five sets as well. Um, and then goes three sets with Chapo. Now, Chapeau is the ten seed. I kind of expected him to roll Murray here. Because Murray just played two really, really long matches, emotional matches physically draining matches, everything on center court in his first two rounds. So I don't think he should be upset. I don't think any Murray fan should be upset the way that he lost to Shapo. Shapo's rolling right now and playing really, really well. But it it was great to see Andy Murray back. It was great to see him playing well. It was great to see him back at a high level. And I think a lot of players realize that, okay, this is the Andy Murray that we know and love. He's never going to move the way he used to. But... This is someone that we think can be playing at a high level for more consistently now and bring him back on tour. We want to play him. He's good for the tour. He's good for the game. And I think a lot of people like him. Um, He was a wild card into this tournament and ended up winning a few matches. So that was awesome to see. And last person I'm going to really talk about. uh, I've talked about everyone who hasn't made it to the quarterfinals, but I'm going to talk about Roger Federer because this is his tournament and there's a lot of hype surrounding Roger Federer in this tournament. Now, to be honest, that first match against Manorino, there was a good chance he wasn't winning that match. Um, to be honest, he didn't play excessively well. And I don't want to say he got lucky, but it definitely worked to his favor that Manorino got hurt because Manorino was playing really, really well and started to play really, really well toward the end of that match. And I, they were going to push five and they were going to, you know, have to battle it out, really, really battle it out. And um, unfortunately, Manorino got hurt. I think a lot of people are ready to watch that match go the distance. But Roger Federer sort of got lucky in that first round match. And then he goes on and he beats uh, Richard Gasquet. That was just straight sets. Then he goes on and beats Nori, Cam Nori in four sets. And then he beats Lorenzo Sanago. So he hasn't had a terribly tough draw Um, he's kind of gotten lucky in playing some of the players that he has, to be honest, that he hasn't had to play any of those big-name players right now. Um, And then I think Hubie Hercoc making it to, you know, the quarters definitely helps him because Daniil Medvedev isn't scared of the big light. He's not scared of the big players and he's the number two seed. Uh, But Hercoc somehow got by him in five sets here and now we're going to go into the quarterfinals with Roger. I do think he can beat just just the way he's playing. He said in the Press conference the other day, I think I'm starting to get into a rhythm, which is very dangerous for a lot of other players. But if he wins that, he plays right into Berrettini or Faa, who also don't have a lot of experience making it deep in this tournament. So I think if he's going to win this tournament or even make it to the finals, he's got to. It's it's down to his experience. He's got to use his experience. His his uh, wise brain, his age, and everything. And hes I think he's moving really well for how old he is, to be honest. I, I Actually, I don't want to say that microaggression. I'm, I think he's pl- hes moving really well for anybody, no matter the age. I think he's moving really, really well. And so I look forward to watching him um, over the next couple of days. And it's going to help that Herkoc had to play on Tuesday, and they play again on Wednesday. So Her- Herkoc played Monday, Tuesday. Now he's going to play Wednesday. So that's definitely going to help. The Swiss master in uh, the way that they're going to play this next round. Um, Last thing I'm going to touch on here real quick. uh, The middle Sunday they usually have at Wimbledon, gone. It's not going to be there next year. Um, To be honest, as a fan, I haven't really noticed it a lot until this year. But um, it's going away next year, so I'm interested in how they do that. I'm like, how are they going to do that? Then I think, I don't think any other tournament has that, so... Yeah, I, th- I think they'll be just fine and they'll figure it out. There's a lot going on at Wimbledon right now. A lot to look forward to. A lot that I'm really excited about. And a lot you should be too. So be sure to watch it on ESPN. It's on every morning. It's the best way to wake up. That's how I wake up every morning. Wake up, turn on some tennis and watch it for about five hours. So be sure to watch some Wimbledon this week. There's a lot of good matches, a lot of good storylines. And I got my popcorn ready because there's about to be some electrifying tennis being played in london you can reach out to me at Jacob or reach out to believe at believe podcast and as always watch some tennis take care and i cannot wait to recap wimbledon just next week see ya